0: when I was on summer staff with Catholic Youth Expeditions, one thing I found myself constantly doing in the first few weeks was getting in trouble. I kept making mistakes. And one of the biggest issues was that I always wanted to fix myself. I always wanted to do this self-fixing that our culture seems to habituate. You can just, you just gotta take care of yourself. Um, but I didn't want to let God pick me up and I also didn't want anyone else to help me. And then eventually I got to this point where I just went to Father Quinn and I said, I I'm sorry for all these things I keep doing. He's like, that's it. You keep saying you're sorry. I'm like, well, I am really sorry. And I said, I just wish you would mentor me because I don't, I don't know why I keep doing what I'm doing, but I don't, I don't want to do this. And I, just want, I, I was like, would you mentor me? So he took a couple days and he took it to prayer. And then he decided that he said, yeah, I, I will mentor you. And it was interesting. In those first few days of being mentored by him, he just kind of pulled me aside and teach me something, how I wanted to correct him, how I thought I knew I was right, how I thought I was, you know, going to teach him something. And he just had to say, and he just said, I'm the mentor, you're the mentee, right? And I had to die to self, but I I wonder how many of us, we approach prayer like that, we approach life like that, like we think we're so self-righteous that we can teach God things. The only people who could teach God things were Mother Mary and St. Joseph, and maybe a couple people in the temple that Mary and Joseph allowed Jesus to be taught by. We hear in our gospel today that Jesus is passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath and his disciples began to make a path while picking heads of grain. And often in the early parts of the gospel, what are the apostles and the disciples call Jesus? Teacher, right? They don't say, hey, let me teach you something. No, there's like this docility of knowing that I cannot fix myself. There's this docility of knowing that there's something different about Jesus and also those who follow Jesus, but I wonder how many times you and I, we forget to ask that question, which I talked about last week, is when we're going through suffering, periods of suffering, we're asking the Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this moment? What are you trying to teach me in this moment? I can remember when I was going through and having all my lung surgeries when I was in my early 20s and, you know, opened my heart to the Lord, said, so I'll, I'll, I'll open my heart, I'll, I'll, I'll think i I'll being your priest. Within a week, I found myself in the hospital. And it was really, the Lord was revealing to me how prideful I was that I need to allow myself to be taken care of by the divine physician, another title of Jesus. I wonder how many of us, we are like the Pharisees, who want to tell Jesus what is right and what is wrong. And how unattractive that is, especially as we're in this week of praying for unity amongst Christians, when we think we can tell God that he's wrong. When we think that we can tell God what to do. And so often people think that they're smarter than the Catholic Church, and you're not if you think you are. (laughs) Holy Mother Church is the Bride of Christ. And to call the Bride of Jesus unintelligent or think I'm smarter than them means we probably have the first thing you want to deal with is your pride. The devil hates humility, and that's one thing the Pharisees didn't have. And Jesus, who is God, teaches the Pharisees what they ought to know. Moses, even before this, if we look at the scriptures, Moses told the people who worked at the temple because they're offering sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, having to burn more wood. They did more work on the Sabbath and Moses gave them permission to do so, right? And then they should have known about their ancestor David. As Jesus goes through, he says, when he was in need and his companions were hungry, do you not remember? Do you see the hypocrisy forming in your hearts due to your own pride? He says, they ate the bread offering that was only for priests that priests could lawfully eat, but he shared it with his companions. And then Jesus says this line that I think a lot of us need to take, take to mind, and even me, as myself as a priest, says then he said to them, "The Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath." That is why the Son of Man is Lord of even the Sabbath. It means we have to have a day of rest, and how often we think, "Oh, I don't need that much rest. But if you've ever entered into Sabbath rest and you've actually taken time to rest, it's actually very difficult at first, but then you start kicking yourself saying, why didn't I do this sooner or later? Why didn't I just allow Jesus to be my teacher? Why didn't I humble myself? You know, that that beginning of the the gospel is so beautiful as we hear Jesus is just simply walking with his disciples. I, I wonder how many of us, and even pointing fingers at myself, as we're entering into this new year, are we ahead of Jesus already? That we're looking back and telling him, hey, hurry up. (laughs) Hey, hurry up. Or are we, we next to him? You know, like as in the Garden of Eden, rib to rib, being equal with him and allowing his foot to move and then our foot moves. And sometimes he's just like, you know, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still, my son, my daughter, and know that I am God. And that no matter what you're going through, why not just ask him, you know, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? Or what could you teach me in this? Is there a different way that I could be doing what I'm doing, good teacher? And that might be time just to repent of the sin of pride. That pride is always going to lead to disunity. It'll never lead to unity. And so interesting is when we talk to other Christians too, you know, and we, the first thing we listen for is what they're wrong about. Or maybe it's just me who does that. But often, do we, do we approach situations, do we approach people saying, what can I learn about this person? What can I learn from this particular denomination? Instead of saying, well, the Catholic Church is right and you're wrong. <laughs> doesn't really go too far. If we want to really create unity, we have to, first of all, know that Jesus is our teacher and he's the best teacher. And if we don't know that, we should really ask Mother Mary and St. Joseph how did you raise such an amazing person? How did you raise the Son of God? There's got to be humility. Even thinking of John the Baptist and Elizabeth, like when, when, when John the Baptist was baptized by Jesus, he says, how is it that you come to me? Right? The humility. Or even Elizabeth saying, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And that's just about what's about to happen here in a moment, that humility, the Lord's about to come to us. Who are we to be in his presence? take a moment of silence just to pause and pray for an increase in humility and to pray for that grace just to ask the lord to be better listeners but also approach him and say what are you trying to teach me in this moment it's a great question because it helps us do one thing that we're often not very good at which is listen amen